speech debate in soccer. Hold up for that kid. Very much so. I might have been friends with that kid and probably would have made fun of you. This is Then You Ruined It, the podcast that will last until one of us makes it weird. Hope you have a short commute. All right, I'm going to open a, a little box, and we're going to see what's inside this box. It could be all the evils of the world. It could be a funny little story. But it's time to get to know Jason Sigler a little bit more. Jason, have you ever welched on a bet? Um, I, I don't, I don't bet. I don't, I, I feel like I've never really, like, bet somebody like i bet you blah 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 and if we had it been like you know i'll bet you a dollar or i'll bet you i've never had a big bet so no i don't think so so i do not bet money just as a general rule just people i used to do what yeah <laughs> just people <laughs> I thought you said just pitbull i'm people. like what <laughs> i own pitbull and i bet you him that I can make this shot. I bet you one Pitbull appearance. You lose and he just has to show up. Just <laughs> pops out of the floor. Hey, yo! It's like, what? He just sticks his head up from behind. Fireball. And then he goes back down. Seriously, you have to bet Steve more often. <laughs> it is really cool. Every party gets better when you bet Steve. Anyway, okay. I don't bet money. I did used to do uh, uh, buddy poker nights for like nickels and dimes. And that was fun. But other than that. Never really bet money. But I find life more interesting if you bet random things. I am very proud that I've only, I've never welched on a bet. Except for this one time that still haunts me to this day. But when you understand the bet, you'll, uh, you'll realize why I did. I'll still be against you. We'll all be against you. It's fine. Yeah. But tell the story anyways. Okay. So, uh, when I was in high school, I did speech and debate. That's how cool I was. (laughs) You want to know who Steve was in high school? He did speech, debate, and soccer. Very, and and keep in mind, back then, soccer was very left field. All this stuff was very weird, eccentric stuff. This is the kind of thing you're like, oh, yeah, Steve, the guy who always wears Hawaiian shirts and has a pocket watch. Yeah, that guy. Speech, debate, and soccer. Hold up for that kid. Very much so. I'm giving thumbs up to, I might have been friends with that kid. I probably also would have been a, just a slightly higher tier and probably would have made fun of you. I, I, I say, I don't think you would have been a slightly higher tier, but at this first chance of getting to that higher tier, you would have sold me out in a heartbeat. Yes. The pocket watch is what did it. Hawaiian shirts, I'm fine with. <laughs> Telling a pocket watch is just like, you're just doing that to be weird. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I did a speech and debate. Now, the big things that I, I, I did okay in debate, but speech was really my jam. And there was uh, a couple different events that I would compete with. One was the the humorous interp, where I would do... You had to find a work written by someone, and I would do uh, Patrick McManus, usually, or Dave Barry, or uh, Bill Ingvall. He's actually a really funny guy. Don't you smirk? No, it's, it's just... Yeah. Blue-collar comedy. It's a very story. 90s selection. Uh, yes, right it is. Yeah, that's it. But it's an older story, so... Just one of those names yeah, in you hear. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> In fact, this is the anniversary of his death. <laughs> yes. A night just like tonight. No. <laughs> he gave me a sign. So, and I would also do, it's called Duo Interp with a partner. I had a really good friend, and we would do a Dave Barry piece together, where it was about the difference between men and women, 
and she would do the woman's part. I would do the man's part. And we would just do some classic 90s style gender based humor ribbing. And we would always make it to the finals. We would win some tournaments. Some tournaments we would take second, third, or uh, we always did very well together. And I would always do really well in the humorous stuff. And my partner, she would do uh, dramatic uh, stuff. So the single stuff was split into humorous and dramatic. And then the, the stuff that you did for partner was all together, the humorous and the dramatic. So it was kind of an interesting little combination of pieces that people would perform. Uh, there was another guy who also did the humorous one. And he and I were always competing for first place in all the tournaments. And there was another girl on our team who was always competing for first place in the dramatic with my partner. And so one day we started just like, you know, talking debate smack, you know, like you do. Oh, yeah, well, I can soliloquize better than you. <laughs> and we decided that we were going to do, uh, for one tournament, we were going to split. Instead of me and my partner doing duo, me and the other funny guy were going to do a duo together. And my partner and the other and the other girl who did drama really well were going to do a dramatic piece together. And we were going to see who wins. Now... This could have just been a simple, may the best team win, good, wholesome competition. But no, we had to make a bet. And so we were like, oh, what, what, what should we bet them? And being stupid, chauvinistic, horny boys, we're like, you have to wear a bikini to school if you lose. And they're like, okay, and if we win, you have to wear a bikini to school. <laughs> and we're like, of course we will do this, because there's no way you women could beat us. So uh, we picked our pieces. We went and performed. Uh, obviously, I told you we welched on the bet, so we lost. We lost by one point, and we never wore bikinis to school because we're horrible bet welchers, I guess, but also for everyone's benefit. The real funny po point of the story is how cocky we were in going into this with our choices. They chose a piece from the very popular at the time, very emotional, very moving, Girl Interrupted, where they talked a lot about uh, life and the purpose of it and like how what it, what it means to them as young women going through horrible, horrible things. Me and my friend did a bit from Dumb and Dumber. And somehow we lost. <laughs> Which one? We retold the entire story of Dumb and Dumber through clips and clips of just us yelling at each other. And, like, literally one of the judges, like, yelling isn't acting. Like, you don't just yell. <laughs> like, it kind of is when you're trying to reenact Dumb and Number. Like, there's a lot of yelling. I just love the note. Yelling is not acting. <laughs> Tell Mr. Carey that next time you see him. Good day, sir. <laughs> so, I, I, I still feel bad. Like, obviously, nobody... Nobody wanted me to wear a bikini to school. I don't know where I would find one. I'm sure I would be sent home or to jail for wearing one of those to school. But I feel bad that I I, I welched on the bet. I mean, yeah, you should, because you did. And that's also one of those things where, especially when that is the, the crux, or that is the result of the bet, that one person has to wear something that they obviously don't want to wear, then, yeah, welching on that means, okay, we'll never bet you again because you just ruined the good part of the bet. It's like I, I saw a bet between uh, an older guy, well, one of the leaders and one of the youth of our church recently, and it was, you know, oh, I hate your team. Oh, I hate your team. Okay, well, if your team wins, then you have to wear that hat the next day. It was a simple, very fun bet. But also the other person, you don't have to wear the hat. And that's, that, that's the point of the bet is to then, <laughs> you are now humiliated as a result. I But... Also, that definitely 
absolutely would have ended with the just unforgettable moment from your childhood of your balls like falling out of a bikini while you're in school and getting kicked out for who knows how long. I'm just afraid like one would end on each side of the thing and it would just be the the worst tightrope act ever imaginable. It depends on which cut you went with, but yeah, that, that is entirely a possibility. So it's, I guess for you, it's probably best that you didn't, but for everybody else, myself included, years later, you a-hole. But I know I, I'm sorry. I, if this ever gets back to either of those young ladies, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm bad. It's haunted me to this day. And I do not tell this as a form of absolution. I don't think this makes me better. I still welched on that bet. Yep. Still garbage. Don't worry. All these years later. So I was never in debate and speech and everything. And I, I think at our school, I can't remember if it was just the competitions that were called this, but they called it forensics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boggled my, yeah, just, I, 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 I it's fine that they called it that, but it's, it's still just, that's not what I thought it was. Like I heard that we had forensics at our school and I'm like, that's, you're studying to be one of the CSI people. Like what? Mm-hmm, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get what, why it's, yeah. So, um, my girlfriend at the time did do those and she asked me one point if I would like to do a, a scene with her at one of the competitions and we, so we would, we would prepare it. Yeah. It's of course we're going to do something where I get to make out with her. Oh yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I, th- I think there may be a brief kiss, but it's, it's part of the scene. So uh, it was a scene from princess bride. I may have told the story on this podcast years ago, some other time. I don't, I don't remember, but I'll tell it briefly again. And so we pick a, she picks a scene. She loves this movie. It's like her favorite movie of all time. And so she picked, I, I think it starts with when, uh, uh, the princess realizes who Wesley is and she like dives down the hill after him. I, th- I think she tells him off and she pushes him down the hill. And as he's falling down, he says, as you wish. And so she chases down, she rolls down after him. It's a, it's a hilarious scene because it's like, it's like ADR later on of them uh, 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 as they're rolling down the hill. So we made that part of the scene and then continuing as they go into the fire swamp. And so we rehearsed this entire thing. It's like, a, I think it's probably eight minutes. It's a pretty long scene, but we did the entire thing. We memorized it as best I could. I definitely screwed up some parts. And there was one night close to Christmas. I was snowing when we were practicing at my house and uh, we got to the part where Wesley, you know, you can hear the sounds of the, the fire, the whatever they're called, the jets of fire coming up. So you hear it, and so he lifts the princess, says, oh, he doesn't want you to catch fire. And so it was one of the moments where I, I lift her, and I lifted her, and when she came down, I, I, I didn't lift her much, because I wasn't able to, weakling <laughs> that I am. Um, but when she came down, she landed on her toe and screamed in pain. I was like, oh no, that's not part of the scene, this is real. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so she was just complaining about you know how much my foot hurts. Oh goodness. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Well, um, I, 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 I'm not old enough to drive at this point. Or if I could, then it's you know snowy roads and blah blah blah. So I, we call her parents. Her dad, who's a massive mountain of a man, comes inside. He carries her down the steps and takes her outside into the their van. What? And takes her because she couldn't walk. She, she literally, her foot was, it turns out it was broken. It was like a hairline fracture, but still. Oh, wow. Yeah, she broke her foot. So she had to wear a cast, I think, for a short bit and then a, a boot. Yeah, it's 
it was a whole thing. But because of that, we didn't go to the competition. So I never actually got to perform it in front of anybody. Like it was, we rehearsed it a lot and I feel like I knew it at that point. And then we just never got to do it. So my one forensics, like it, this could like catapulted me and I'm like, Oh ma, I want to be an actor. That's right. It's way better than being an artist. I'll make way more money. <laughs> it never happened because I, I didn't get to go to that one competition. So what might've been a terrible acting career. <laughs> the only note I received is that I yell too much. They said, that's not acting. <laughs> and I drop people so hard. They break their feet. Yeah. It's like my thing. Got, at some point I have to lift a person up and then break them. It's like my thing. It's like uh, Gallagher with uh. his stupid mallet and his watermelon. <laughs> Except in my case, it has to be a human being. I must break you. Uh, you mentioned the, the Princess Bride, and that reminded me, because at one point someone did the, the sword fight, but both sides of it, which was a very impressive feat, jumping back and forth, doing both sides of uh, a very athletic sword fight. But he was part of another group. because So the people who did the, the, the team stuff tended to see each other at all the tournaments, and we, we became friends and rivals. And there was uh, the the Princess Bride guy. He normally did that with his friends. And they did... Have you ever heard of the play Assassins? No. Very weird play. No. It's basically all the big assassins of American history get together to haunt John Wilkes Booth. Or no, sorry, to haunt... Uh, oh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Ah. Uh, to, to haunt him and convince him that he needs to kill Kennedy. And that's what will make him famous, like John Wilkes Booth. And so they, they would act out a scene about uh, John Wilkes Booth's ghost appearing to Lee Harvey Oswald and trying to convince him to kill Kennedy. So it's a very like dark and heavy thing. It, ha it has a little bit of humor, but it's mostly dark and has a lot of pathos. And they would perform it at every tournament. So we got to know it really well. We knew it as well as they did at this point because we were in so many rounds of competition with them and the guy that played uh booth he has one scene where he has to kneel down or one part of the scene where he kneels down and for some reason this 17 year old young man had very loud knees and they would pop <laughs> every time he knelt down to the point where we all had noticed that his knees would pop as he knelt down and as he fell to his knees they just go pop and then it hit the ground and it was so funny and so all of us who were in it had seen this a hundred times. The judges were always new. So they were like really invested in this very well emotional scene. And then he'd drop to his knees and beg and plead for this guy to assassinate the president. And we're all trying not to laugh because we're like, here it comes in three, two, one. <laughs> As the guy would go down. And uh, it was hilarious that that guy had early onset arthritis. <laughs> I mean, it's funny now, but I mean, that's, I, I, I'm the same way. I, I'm not early, not early now, but you know, at some point while I try and lower myself, it will crack and I'll, you know, make a little noise. Some, everybody else in the room will be like, Oh God, is he okay? Yeah. Yeah. I just, the noise that makes. So, but that, that's why that's I never got into do. acting. Anytime I'd have to kneel, <laughs> just be, that's all anybody would care about. Alas, poor Yorick. Ah! Seriously, Jason, you ruined it. 
If you want to express your displeasure with him, me, or the show in general, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Sigler. We also do a webcomics review podcast called Digital Strips. 